You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Danny And Briley. Obviously. And uh, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Good. Um, back in the full swing of studying, but um, been working a little bit as well. I've sold some panties. Uh, yes, I have a repeat customer now. Do you? Does he give you? Yeah. Does he give you feedback on the panties? Not much, to be honest. Just that they were great and put in his next order, basically. I met up with him and it was like a five minute, like, how are you doing? What are you up to this week? Swoopity swap and Sniffity sniff. walked back home. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you been doing a lot of gigs lately? Um, I mean, I worked with you twice in the last week. Never seen you before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of this woman. Um, and I worked, well, yeah, we did that double. Um, so we worked the same gig and then we split off and worked another gig. And that was the last party I worked. Um, but yeah, what about you? How's your week? What are you doing? Mm, yeah, I've just been hanging out with clients. Um, my one very sweet client who you met, um, he's a gem. He's 29. He's super shy. He asked me, he like messaged me and he said, um, I know how much you like Halloween. Like, do you think we could go on some spooky dates together? And um, that count as like my date. And I'm like, of course, like I would love that. Uh, so he's just been scheduling that with me. And then he messaged me the other day and was like, um, I'm having trouble sleep. I'm so nervous. And I'm like, why are you nervous? He's like, I've never been on a date before. <laughs> so precious. And I was like, it's me. Yeah. Like, don't worry about it. It's me. <laughs> like, but yeah, he's yeah. so cute. Um, and then I have that new client that, you know, it's like catching feelings and stuff. And we went off to Squamish on, was it Sunday night? Sunday night. And just had like a one night out in Squamish, which was nice. And, uh, yeah, he, <laughs> he's been doing, like, really sweet things, though. Like, well, so we went for, like, Vietnamese um, on Monday. And he, so when they brought the uh, sal- or soup, they put, like, our lemongrass chicken on the side of the plate. And it was, like, a chicken leg and, like, a chicken breast. And we're like, okay, got to work for this. So he just like instinctly like I didn't even have to ask because I've mentioned before how like I have like bad wrists and I hate like I hate having to work for food and I've just made like comments like that before <laughs> like 85 years old so I'm like yeah 29 going on 90 so um he was like oh let me cut up your chicken for you and just like pieced all my chicken into little pieces and put it in my soup and I was like that's so sweet and then when we went to get Starbucks he went to go get me Starbucks and he came back with like a cake pop and, like, the exact kind of cake pop I like because, like, a couple days ago I told him a story how I always get my mom and my dad, like, treats from Starbucks and I always get myself a cake pop. So he, like, brought me a cake pop. And I was like, you're so precious that you remember that. Um, it's, it's That's really very cute. sweet. Yeah. I, I really love it when, like, guys uh, or, like, partners, t- like, get those little things. Like, yeah. That you don't even mean to kind of say, um, but I can't help but think of like you at this table and this guy is cutting up some chicken like your your little five year old. I want any of the icky bits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very sweet though. Yeah, fuck you for ruining it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was sweet. Okay, uh, no, he's very sweet. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for us and our updates, I think. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Very boring lives, but... <laughs> boring as hell. <laughs> but kind of on the same train of thought as, you know, my client falling in love with me, we have a dope interview this week, and we are sitting down with Steph and her partner, who was a former client of hers, and they are now boyfriend-girlfriend. So we're going to sit with them and dissect how that transition happened and how it makes it how they make it work and I'm super excited to hear from them and I, I'm sure you guys will all enjoy it. Yeah, I think this is gonna be a really fun interview. I have a lot of burning questions. 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 Oh, that was weird. <laughs> that was a weird one. Um okay, well that's enough of that. So uh 
Just listen up and enjoy. So she is a former exotic dancer, sugar baby, digital content creator, and the host of her own podcast, Strip by Sia, which you all need to check out. And he is a Star Trek nerd engineer working for a major security firm in the city, overall normal human being who has a foot fetish. Also, her former slave. How did these two go from sex worker and client to boyfriend and girlfriend? Today we are joined by Steph and Chef. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Hi. Thanks for having us. <laughs> it is our pleasure. We've been very excited to talk to you guys. Mm-hmm. We want to pick yeah. your brains. <laughs> Absolutely. Please pick away. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, the first question is, how did you both meet? Oh, God. No, did you want to go ahead? You go ahead. You go ahead. Okay, I'll go ahead. So, basically, I have an Amazon wish list, and... I had a pair of pleasers sent to me that I, sorry, can I swear on this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah, you can. Uh, Yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) I have an Amazon wish list, which I forgot to set my default size to seven, and it was set as size five, which is way too small for me. So I had a fan. (laughs) It's annoying, I know. So I had a pair of these hot pink pleasers sent to my office, which were the wrong size. And I can't do anything with a size five pleaser. It's way too small. Like, there's there's no way. Like, maybe a six I can maybe squeeze into, but no. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I was like, okay, I got this sent to me. I was like, okay, I can go through the hassle of returning it. But I was like, nah, I don't want to go through that. So I was like... I'm just going to profit off of it and try to sell it. It was from that same guy that sent me a bunch of shit, if you were interested. Um, But basically, I had put up an ad on Facebook Marketplace because shit sells like crazy on Facebook Marketplace, as you guys all know. Mm -hmm. And, of course, with that, I kind of knew that you'd get normal people, normal civilian people coming to answer your ad, but you'd also get the foot fetish people coming to answer your ad as well. (laughs) The best (laughs) kinds of people. (laughs) The best kind of people, for sure. So basically, I got a response from Chev, (laughs) and he responded to my email, and you said what? Um, And I just basically kind of said, hey, you know, like, I know you have this ad up for these pleasers. I'm not really interested in the pleasers, but I'm more interested in, like, exploring the whole foot fetish scene with you. If that's not too creepy, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I said that exact words there, but uh, that's kind of what I, how it started. I mentioned that to her, and then uh, she just replied back to me. <laughs> yeah, so basically it kind of started like, off like that, and... What made me filter him from the rest of the creeps? Because there were creeps. <laughs> there always <laughs> is. Yes, there always is. There's a lot of creeps out there. Um, he was. He introduced himself, and he was like, "Hey, you know, like, I, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to buy your shoes, but I, I'm interested in exploring foot fetishes with you for this price." So he laid out all the information for me during that time. And experience fire. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> For me, it's just a lot easier to, um, it, again, just help helping filter out through the rest of the creepy people and to be like, okay, you're a legitimate person. So that's how we met initially. <laughs> initially. Um, and I did send her, um, like I had done this before previously, like not through Facebook, but I had known uh, a few people that had uh, kind of explored this whole thing with and I, I had some videos and whatnot, so I took some screenshots, you know, from those videos, obviously making sure that the people that were involved were not in the photos. But I sent her a couple of screenshots of, you know, this is what I've done before, and this is kind of what I'm looking for. Um, are you interested? And uh, she said yes, so. Free money. <laughs> and, and when was this? How long ago was this for you guys? This was back in November of last year. Yeah. Okay, so almost almost a year ago. Yeah, almost a year ago, which is really crazy to me. Weird. That's weird. <laughs> that's awesome. That's like <laughs> the best type of client where they're like, this is exactly what I want. This is exactly they don't, the sort of thing that I'm looking for. They'll beat around the bush. Exactly the amount that I'm willing to pay. 
That's, yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, do your friends and family know how you met? Definitely not. <laughs> oh my God, no. Like, definitely not. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say to how we met? Uh, we met on Bumble. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> you didn't meet online. I say, yeah, we met online. I said we met on Facebook, which isn't a far cry from the truth. We didn't meet on Facebook, but a Facebook marketplace. So, <laughs> hi, mom. This is my girlfriend, Steph. She beats me, <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> Amazing. Pretty much. Pretty much. If only she knew. <laughs> Behind closed doors, eh? <laughs> they don't. They don't need to be privy no. to that. Um, no. So I know. Okay. So this question, like, I know you're gonna sit there and be like, "Well, I kind of have to say yes to this," but you don't have to say yes. <laughs> we like the drama. Um, was there initial attraction between you both when you first met? Um, did you know you wanted this to become something more at first, or was it strictly like client professional? Uh, situation. <laughs> you go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the first time that we met, we actually met at a Starbucks for about like 15 minutes or so. Um, at that point in time, it was, for me at least, it was strictly business because I didn't really know her. Um, I just, you know, we just kind of talked a little bit and, um, and then, you know, we agreed on, you know, on the rate and everything else. And, you know, she kind of filtered out that I'm not a creep. <laughs> and, you know, by that time, I had actually sent her, like, my uh, driver's license and everything and just made sure that I am, that, you know, I am who I was saying that I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, um, the first time that we actually um, met and she came over to my place, um, we ended up talking for a number of hours. And, you know, it was then that I kind of thought that, hey, you know, this girl is like really, really interesting and she sounds super fun and she seems to like me. So it was more or less at that point that I kind of thought, okay, well, you know, I don't really know where this is going, but maybe it can turn into something, something more than just uh, the foot fetish. Yeah, like that was, that was really down the line though when we had that really, really long conversation. But, um, I'll be truthful, like, for sure, when we met up for that coffee tea thing and I, like, met him, like, down the block and I was like, I don't live in this building, even though the Starbucks, like, in my building. (laughs) (laughs) Never (laughs) seen this place before in my life. (laughs) Never been here before, ever. (laughs) But, um, I don't know, I I hadn't been single for a couple of years-ish super frank and, um, like, I had some small relationships here and there, but, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but when you're single at, like, 29, like, your late 20s, like, early 30s, any person you meet sometimes, you're like, maybe a what if. I don't know, like, if any of your listeners, like, can relate to this, but for me, that's kind of the place where I was at, like, okay, so many of my girlfriends and friends are getting engaged and getting married and stuff. And it's just like this really subtle pressure. So for me, in my mind, I knew that I was ready for a relationship. And I was like, okay, like maybe, maybe <laughs> this can turn into something. But it was just because like, wow, this guy's like kind of cute. <laughs> Initially, I was like, score! Because at my workplace, at my one of my civilian jobs, I had told people like, hey, I'm meeting up with this foot fetish guy. And we had bets, and we were like, okay, it's going to be a, like a bald, fat dude or a skinny guy, nerdy person with glasses. <laughs> and you were neither. <laughs> that is you my favorite game to play, is guess the client. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really right? good at it. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. you really think so it was like really a nice blessing disguise, I would say. Well, it's funny that you say that stuff because... I literally spoke about that on the last episode. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm also 29. But if clients are listening, I'm permanently 25. And um, (laughs) I have noticed recently, because I haven't been single in like 10 years. And I've just recently been single. This is the longest I've been single for. It's the first time I've really been single well as a sex worker. And I'm slowly like, I don't know, like getting feelings for clients lately. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, yeah, like the last couple of clients I've taken on, like, I could see myself dating this fucker. And I'm like, oh no, like, what is happening? Um, so, yes, I very much relate <laughs> to becoming a spinster and just, yeah. <laughs> um, so, with that being said, um, what do you guys think of those kind of lines being blurred and crossing the line regarding service provider and client? And um, and where is that line drawn or where should it not be overstepped unless you're going to be taking it seriously, if that makes sense? No, it definitely makes sense. And it's so it is a really, really fine line, at least for me. Um, obviously, because Chef, you are not in sex work. You are a civilian worker, 100%. <laughs> so for me, I had a lot of qualms about it because it is like my number one rule is like, don't. That's so stupid and cliche. Don't fall in love with their clients. <laughs> and don't cross that boundary because, um, I don't know, it could really fuck things up yeah. in terms of monetary value and that whole thing de- kind of, like, degrading. Not degrading, but, like, um, what's that word I'm looking for? That decreasing. I can't think right now. Like diminishes or... Diminishes a little bit too, and like I feel like the friendlier you get with clients sometimes, and depending on who they are, they're like, Oh, we're just hanging out now. I'm like, No, you're still paying me for my time, right? Right, right. And I don't, I don't want to ever blur those lines for that, but for some reason, I made an exception for this one here. So, <laughs> but it can, <laughs> it can get really tricky for sure because I'm pretty hard on that rule for myself, and I remember talking with coworkers too and what my other civilian job too and they were like you can't break that rule I'm like I know I can't break that rule but like what if but watch me <laughs> yeah but watch me I'm a do <laughs> so like to me it's like it's a really 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 tricky and you, you you take that risk and either it can be a good outcome or a bad outcome yeah <laughs> so I mean that kind of leads us on to the next question is uh you know we mentioned that you were a former exotic dancer um and I'm sure any girl who was an exotic dancer can attest to the fact that when you're working a club it's always oh I don't want to go for a dance but I want to take you on a date instead and it's a lot of these propositions for going on a date so um what made I guess this one so uh, situation worth pursuing. Mm, did you want to go into that? Me? Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where it began, but like I also feel with that one conversation that we had, and he got me this really nice bottle of wine that I really liked, and then we just ended up chatting, and it just went on a really deeper level. And I was thinking about like, wow, I really enjoy this person's company and I enjoy the chemistry and the connection that we have. And that went further than a client service provider kind of perspective. And, and again, there's that fine line with that as well, but like, it just felt as cliche as it sounds. It, it just felt a little bit different. And again, that whole what if question mark came into my head again, because we had some conversations before and like with the initial chat that we had with coffee and I was like, Oh, he's cute. Cool. Yay. Score. I got a good looking one. <laughs> but then I went back to my business mindset and very transactional point of view. And then with this conversation, I was like, Oh, well maybe, maybe there's something there. But then, and then I left for Europe for a month and then, <laughs> and then I came back and it was all romantic. So I think when it became romantic, when I came back, then I started looking at things from that potential romance kind of view because I don't know it it, it wasn't really there for me before. So yeah, and uh, if I can also say, you know, like the first time um, or maybe it was the second time we actually met, we were supposed to have a session. I think at around eight p.m. or so, and this is a time that I uh, had gotten the bottle of wine for her. She came over. You know, I figured we were going to have a glass and chat for like 10 minutes or 15 minutes and then get into the session straight away. We ended up chatting for about four hours. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. 
Yeah. And it was around midnight, and I think she had an interview the next morning. And uh, I'm like, oh, God, it's like already around midnight. Are we getting to the session now? I was <laughs> I was honestly enjoying my time so much that I didn't even care at that point to get into the session. But we ended up doing the session anyway. Um, <laughs> but, you yeah. know, it was that kind of led me to think that, hey, you know, like this girl is really different than, you know, some of the other people that I have met before. Um, and then I, I really enjoyed talking to her. I really enjoyed her energy and how nice she was and how, how much fun she was, to be honest. And uh, yeah, and then we, she went to Europe, as she said. Um, we chatted a little bit. I would send her a message every now and then. I didn't want to obviously overwhelm her. She's on vacation in Europe. I don't <laughs> want to be the guy, you know, that sends constant messages daily. I would, fucking hate those people. Yeah. <laughs> So I would send her, you know, maybe a message once a week or twice a week or so. Um, you know, I would check her stories, you know, make sure she's okay because she's traveling as a single person in Europe, going to, you know, smaller countries. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Really, it's fine. <laughs> and then uh, I guess then she was coming back and then she had her uh, on her Instagram story, hey, I'm coming back, you know, does anybody want to give me a ride? And then, you know, I kind of volunteered for that. And uh, I met her at the airport with some flowers. Um, and she was yeah. just shocked. She couldn't believe it. Yeah, but I mean, like, and to give a little context there, too, during that time when I was near, you also propositioned to me, like, I'd like to upgrade from being your foot fetish slave to being, like, your general slave, too. And I was like, well, this is something we can really discuss when, we, when I come back, because... I'm on vacation right now, and I really can't think about that at the moment, but it's open to discussion. So I feel like that was the beginning of that phase in that client kind of perspective. So, yeah, it's it's really gone, like, up <laughs> and evolved into something else. Like, the, the whole client-service um, provider relationship has really had different stages, but to me, it's really, really fascinating. A hundred percent. That's why, totally, yeah, we yeah. are so excited to to pick your guys' brains because not only like, well, literally like I'm going through it right now myself where I have a new client that I am like so falling for and all my girlfriends were like, don't fall in love with a trick. And I was like, ah, no, he's, he's fucking perfect. Like, um, That's what you thought about the last one. <laughs> this is true. carefully, my friend. I, I, it is true. It is true. But so a lot of these questions are literally just for my own, my own knowledge. <laughs> like, how do I do it? How do I do it? Um, no, but um, no, me and him have talked and we've said like, yeah he'll like want to hang out every day as do I because I always want to see him and I'm like always just a reminder being like and you're paying me for this or like don't forget my cash or like I like constantly say those little things so he's aware that it's Mm -hmm. staying a client relationship and um yeah and then he'll and I like joke be like stop catching feelings and he's like aren't you catching feelings I'm like no one can catch feelings like stop (laughs) um but yeah totally catching feelings p.s um but yeah so uh how did you guys move from a transactional relationship to a romantic one? Um, like, what were the challenges? And then, again, if this is too, um, you know, imposing of a question, you don't have to answer it. But um, do you, at one point, stop the financial transaction? Or does that just change into a different type of, like, allowance situation or whatever? That's a really good question, you know? Like, um for me, I, I definitely saw things were shifting when it almost like started becoming, not I don't want to say becoming, but like taking the same perspective as I would say like a sugar or escorty type of paid date kind of uh, perspective because you invited me to your Christmas party and I was like come take me to this whiskey festival but also pay for me and also (laughs) do all this stuff (laughs) so more personal things in terms of like inviting me into your own personal circle and your own realm like to meet your coworkers, and I've done events like that um back when I was a sugar baby too so to me like those events were not anything um it was just like cool free drinks and a nice dinner <laughs> like stuff and it was um but then at, at that point again it becomes more personal and that's where to me things would pivot and that's where things would change at least personally speaking I don't, I don't know about you you want to speak on that 
Yeah, I mean, um, I also like I re- I did I knew that I really liked her. Um, I tried you know every chance I could to try to see her, but it oh was like picking her up from <laughs> gym or picking her up oh, from work, uh-huh. or you know if she was out for dinner or something, I would offer her to pick her up if she was at her friend's. <laughs> I, it was it just gave me a chance to kind of see her, like even if it was for like five ten minutes or whatever that. You know, I had to drive her back. And I was horrible. I'd, like, make you wait in the rain for, like, an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> that happened multiple times. At Air I know. I'm like, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm almost done my drink. You ordered a bottle of wine. I'm like, yeah. Like, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, it was a different time. I, I think, yeah, things were definitely changing at that point and stuff. And... I mean, compared to your other, like, um, doms that you've had, you should speak about that. Like, Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, all the doms that I, all the doms, I mean, probably around three or four, that I uh, kind of dealt with over the years, it was nothing like this. It was purely transactional, you know, like, um, nothing at all like this. I would never, like, be driving them around or, like, seeing them or texting them outside of, you know, hey, are you available on you know this date for uh, to meet up for a session? Um, but with her, it was definitely it was everything was different, and uh, it was very refreshing for me. Um, you know, I, I absolutely enjoyed every second of it. Even if I had to wait an hour in the rain, you know, it was still worth it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so that was a long time ago. <laughs> so, so then, is it? Is at that point where, like, the money stops coming into play when he starts just kind of picking you up more and, like, seeing you more in, like, a social way? I mean, I'm, I think, so, yes, because it wasn't really, like, we weren't really having sessions at that point. It Mm -hmm. was just, you know, whether I was just driving her back or, you know, just, like, talking to her or whatnot. So I didn't really, like, you know, kind of, uh, how do I say this? Um, I didn't see it as a session. Right. You know? So, and that wasn't something that we uh, agreed upon. So we'd always like agree beforehand, like, okay, this this is going to happen on this date and stuff like that. We're going to have this time and this time slot to have our session. But if it wasn't discussed, then I was like, okay, well, you can pick me up and be my personal Uber driver or <laughs> whatever you want to do or clean my house and stuff like that. Oh, so. yeah. I forgot about the cleaning of the house. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big ass. I you made me do that. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, well, before you continue, you, you mentioned session a lot. Can you tell the listeners what a session for you two entailed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You talk about it because you're, you're all about that. Um, I mean, for me, it was more uh, kind of exploring the whole foot fetish uh, scene. Um, Nothing sexual per se. It was more like being dominated, um, you know, by her. Um, It was more related to just being trampled or like, you know, having your feet kissed or massaged. Um, To me, that really kind of explained what a session was, kind of like a little bit of humiliation, um, things like that. Nothing, nothing too crazy. But, you know, enough to be considered weird by some people, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, like, foot fetishes in general, they're pretty kind of standard. Like, that's, like, the most vanilla fetish you can kind of involve yourself in. And But it was fun. Like, we'd video sessions every time, and I'd be, like, walking on you. Or, like, like your favorite thing was, like, oh, get a piece of food and walk around it all day so it soaks up the juice from your feet and then feed it to me as a snack when we have our session later and i was Love like it. okay yeah yeah Sick. what kind of what kind of food <laughs> and i was like what snacks <laughs> uh for me i like bread because it was like a nice insole yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know Bread's a great insole. Uh-huh. <laughs> really good for those arches. Arch support, yeah. <laughs> Muffins. What else did I do? Um, not with you, but I've also done like bananas and stuff too, like crushing them. Like some clients I've done video sessions with, they like crushing it in between your feet and the slimy stickiness. You know, they kind of like that. Or like personally, I can't wait to wash my feet, but okay. Yeah, I'm just like picturing walking around with like a, like a huge muffin in my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it's a very weird sensation, but 
I so bet. I'm not in- <laughs> um, that's awesome though. So this is a question for Shiv. So you were uh, at first just a, a foot fetish man, and then you transitioned into a full blown slave, from what I understand. Um, how did that transition come about? Um, like honestly, I kind of always like um, liked being the person that is helping out. You know, like I like to help out a lady if I could in whatever way I could. Um, and for me, like it really started back in 2012 or so when I first met my first dom, um, that we kind of had a similar but completely different, um, you know, um, relationship, if you really may call that. Um, for me, it started the whole slave thing started uh, was because I was a student and I didn't really have much money with me. So um, after the first time that I met that um, other uh, dom at the time, we decided that, you know, we had a chat and we were like, okay, so if I like help you out with like your chores around the house or whatever for like an hour or two hours or whatever, can I get like 10, 15 minutes of like, you know, being at your feet or whatever. And um, for me, that is really what kind of made it. Um, like that was the initial phase of like the whole exploring, the whole, um, I guess, trying to be a slave thing. Um, that really is what kicked it off for me is just because I was poor and I was a student and I had no money. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> Aww. So then um, another question for Shav um, regarding the slave concept. Do you live as a slave like 24-7 now? And um, is there still like that power imbalance when you're out of character in your relationship and then how do you navigate that day-to-day? Um, I don't. Um, I don't live as a slave day-to-day. I mean, I was. I never had that personality. Um, I mean, I genuinely like to help, like, a person that I'm with. I genuinely, it makes me happy to see them happy. Um, it's not like I like to do things like that. You know, I, I don't like cleaning. <laughs> I thought you did. I do not. She's like, you do now. (laughs) I definitely don't, but I definitely also, um, I I like things being organized, um, and I like to help, you know, if I can help organize things, and if I can help make things look pretty, then that kind of also makes me happy, and it makes, if I see that it makes the other person happy, that definitely is a bonus for me. Um, So, I no, I don't live um, as a slave, you know, I have seen videos, and I have heard stories on red blogs of people who are like that i'm definitely not like that yeah like that was definitely um a time like during when we were still doing that that was kind of dedicated during that time and we were kind of spending time together like okay you're gonna spend this time this amount of time in my apartment you have to do this 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 and this you have to wash my dishes you have to do my laundry you have to fold my clothes and do all the stuff and that was like within that session so, but now that we've progressed into a relationship, I feel, I feel that it's really pivoted a lot and grown into more of a partnership. So, again, with that evolution, it's changed into something else, which I'm really happy for. But you definitely still have cleaning duties on your list. So. Oh, yeah. I'm still definitely the one organizing and cleaning. Yeah. Mostly. <laughs> definitely not me. <laughs> I mean... Once a slave, always a slave, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no, but play with that feel. I think it's important. For yeah, sure, that's really For important. Sure. But no, yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, I have um, like a client that is a more submissive client. I wouldn't. He doesn't call me mistress. We're not like that much of a dom sub relationship, but he's definitely a submissive person in our in the relationship, and. Mm-hmm that's the one that we're transitioning into something else. And I'll catch myself, like, when I'll be like, oh, are we hanging out today? And he's like, oh, I can't today. I'm like, fucking make it work. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's not how people talk to me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't quite control him that much if I want, like, an actual thing. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it's been it's been interesting to see that, like, that shift of, like, that empower balance of, like, oh, yeah, we're, like both have autonomy now <laughs> damn it and I don't I don't like it at all 
I want to control everything. <laughs> um, so, Shiv, do you still indulge in uh, foot worship and other foot fetishes? And is payment still a thing? Um, to be honest, I like ever since we started dating and being in a relationship, no, I haven't seen anybody else and I don't really plan on doing that. Um, I mean, we still occasionally, you know, um, do things with each other. It's not really payment per se anymore because we are more in a relationship. Um, the only thing that I do indulge in is I do have a wide collection of videos that I sometimes would watch. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, uh, no, not, not nothing, nothing like what I used to do before. But I have like definitely welcomed you in terms of like you're more than welcome to do that. I am definitely 100% comfortable with you if you ever want to pursue that. You're more than welcome. I mean, as a sex worker, I can turn that button on and off pretty easily. So, like, I mean, a part of me is also, you know, um, a little bit worried, you know, like, hey, if I go back to doing this, then what does it do to the relationship? I don't think it does anything to relationship personally, but that's just my own personal opinion. She's like, you can keep paying me, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> or pay other people, I don't really care. Like, to me, like, that aspect to me is outside of relationship, although we do have times where we indulge in that, and it is a lot of fun, and I have, I have a lot of fun doing it, and I think that's really important for any kind of dom and I would never consider myself a dom, but in this situation, like a foot fetish service provider, I really want to have fun with it as well. And I feel like that sets me apart from the people that you had relationships, previous relationships with, um, as you said, very, very transactional, like them not enjoying it at all. And you can tell when they're kind of faking it. Definitely, you know? definitely. Um, you know, for for the most part, it always seemed rushed. You know, um, mm-hmm. there were a couple people that I met before that it was okay, but it was still, you know, um, counting down. Yeah, pretty much counting down. Okay, I have like ten minutes left, so we can only do this, and then you know, see ya. It was <laughs> it was that that was pretty much it, and uh, not enjoyable to be honest with you. You know, like when you're on the clock and you feel like the other person is just in it for the money and they don't show that they like actually are enjoying themselves. That doesn't really. In, like I wouldn't enjoy it um, when I see that happen. I mean, we're all in it for the money. Let's be real. But yeah. like, <laughs> real talk. Show, show some enthusiasm, or like at least. I mean, if this is something that you offer, I hope that you would actually enjoy doing it. Yeah, for sure. And I think that yeah. answers a question that I had was if you know whether or not you enjoy it if you're a service provider is you know pleasure or the service for money and if you transition into a relationship and you start to replace that money with your own pleasure like if your kinks don't line up I would like I would think that that would be difficult to make work or you know you'd be in a position where now that person has to go find a different service provider for that does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, like, you're not on the clock oh, anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like, our question was, like, in our experience, like, when you're a service provider, the pleasure and scenes are mainly for the client, I think is what you're kind of trying to say, right? Like, yeah. you're doing what you know they want mm-hmm. and what they're providing you money to do and what you're providing right. them. Um, and then how is it then to shift to be more of a give and take situation where it's like, well, I'm not on the clock now, so I don't have to pretend to like the bread in my shoes or, <laughs> or whatever it be. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, again, like, as you said earlier, like it's just a really, like, when it comes to transactions, it's pretty much an on and off button for me. Um, I'm really open-minded when it comes to kinks. I'm super, super kink friendly. When it comes to, pivoting that perspective in terms of like a relationship or something romantic or something that doesn't involve payment it's a little bit weird (laughs) I'll be honest it's a little bit weird but like it's a different rewiring of the brain I would say but again at that point in my life I was already pretty open-minded to anything and not saying I was desperate or anything for a relationship but like I was open-minded to be like, okay, like maybe someone out of the box would be a good fit for me because obviously the people I was dating before were not good fits for me at that time or even before in my life. So 
I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that on your side. Well, I guess you're not the service provider, but <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I agree in that sense. Like I've had clients that start to become more like friends and not in a romantic way, they just more come more friend-like. And then we start hanging out like not as that or ideally we keep getting paid but um I've noticed like no you know a good example is an ex-boyfriend of mine he met me at the club and he was giving me an allowance and then eventually like the allowance kind of stopped we moved in together and all that and I found myself kind of being like kind of wish I was still getting allowance here (laughs) like um yeah so I think I think it is like an on and off thing but it it can be hard to be like I used to get paid for this (laughs) from you Oh, girl, I hear you. When I was a sugar baby and I moved in with my sugar daddy and then the payment stopped and I was like, I do miss getting paid. Like, it's nice having all these lavish vacations, which had a great value of money, mm-hmm. but the in-kind stuff doesn't, I mean, those are experiences, those are memories, those are amazing in and of itself, but then there's money and like hard cash and that's also really quite enjoyable more so like I can do whatever I want with that money you know and like in that perspective it's really difficult really really difficult (laughs) yeah for sure especially like uh, I could picture if you move in with a with a sugar daddy and then the payment stops it kind of takes up that space for you to be able to find another sugar daddy who is going to give you that allowance Mm -hmm. so I mean Tricky. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't to cut you off there. Um, but I'm in saying that, do you still see other slaves? And if you do, how do you feel about that, Shiv? No. Oh, wait. I don't see any slaves. Oh. But Hi. do you see any other, like, doms and stuff? Um, no, I haven't. Um, ever since, uh, you know, we've been together for the past year or so, um, no, I, I have not. Um, I, I just don't feel like I'm, you know, like I would rather spend that money with her, um, you know, going places, doing things, going to restaurants than, you know, meeting someone else just for, you know, just for just to uh, have that foot fetish session. Um, to me, that's it doesn't it doesn't really make sense. You know, I have this beautiful girl here that I'm, you know, I love. And, uh, you know, why would I want to be seeing anybody else? It doesn't, yeah, doesn't quite doesn't quite drive for me that way. Right. And I know, Steph, you had said you'd be fine if he did, you know, um, get purchase services from another sex worker. Um, Chev, how do you feel about Steph having other slave clients or fetish clients? Um, to be honest, I told her from the beginning, I'm not here to change who you are. Um, I don't want to change you. Like, you know, you are who you are, but it would hurt me. I mean, obviously it would hurt me. I wouldn't like it, but... I'm not here to change her. But why would that hurt you? Because that's not an emotional thing. For me, it's not an emotional thing. For me, it is. Oh, um, okay. You know, for me, it is because, like, I think we're investing so much in each other. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm at a point that I'm, you know, I'm really, really seriously thinking about having a, you know, future with you and uh, being with you, like, for as long as I'm alive. So, like, to me, that is kind of, you know, it's emotionally would be definitely uh, hurt a lot. Interesting. Interesting. But I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So, if... Because I I can definitely separate the two between business and emotion. Like, in terms of, like, okay, I've gone on sugar daddy dates. Like, how would that differ between me and slaves? I don't know. I guess it's just the idea of, um, you know, having you doing those things to someone else. Um, mm. It kind of just, um, it doesn't feel very good, good um, to me. Yeah. But again, like I mentioned, I'm not here to change who you are. Um, I'm just saying how I feel about it. Interesting. Do you, okay. I think like that's, what the like discussion you guys are having is so commonplace among sex worker and non-sex worker relationships mm-hmm. and like uh, <laughs> I completely understand what you're saying Steph and Chev not to discredit anything you're saying but just because I am on the side of her I am a sex worker so 
to me, I'm very good at disassociating with my work and I can have a client and he can be falling in love with me and I can be saying all the right things and doing all the right things. And I can generally enjoy his presence and the time we spend together, but I can very much have in my head, like it is still a job and I am not getting emotionally invested. Um, and I think that's really hard for non-sex workers to, um, wrap their head around, especially if they were a former client of yours and you guys did develop a relationship. I think then they're like, well, if me, why not the next person? Uh, yeah, I was just about to step in and say, like, Shiv, I don't know if, you know, obviously for a lot of civs, sex work is a difficult um, industry for, um, you know, squares to get their head around, to be able to dissociate uh, sharing your sexuality with someone who you're not intimate with or have that connection with but yeah I mean after being the exception to the rule where the service provider then becomes your girlfriend you know I I, did you feel the same way about I guess you know when you think about your other dom clients who say it was very transactional um I guess is it just difficult to picture Steph being that transactional with someone else because you Mm. had such a romantic uh, connection with her? Um, I think, yeah, um, definitely that is um, something that is on my mind, you know, like, I really like this girl, and, like, I wouldn't want to take away from what she loves to do, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if I am kind of spending all my time with you, then, you know, like, and why can't you kind of do the same? Um, oh. You know, like, if I'm, like, willing to give up and not see anybody else, not that I want to, I don't really care for that, um, you know, like, why can't you also do the same, um, if that makes mm, sense? That's really interesting, because, like, okay, you're asking me to give up part of my job and well-being for you. May I step in for a second? Because I think, Steph, I think you're... Because <laughs> I've literally had this call. I've had this conversation a million and a half Me times too. with people. Um, yeah. I think, like, the difference is, like, for one of you, it's a job and it's a livelihood. And then mm-hmm. and it's, a, it's an act for a lot of it. And the other person, it's a pleasure thing for them and it's a arousal thing. So I think it's... We're asking different things of each other. One person is asking, hey, can you not seek arousal arousal or pleasure from a different provider and the other person is okay well can you not go make money do i mean like it's not quite at least in my view it's not quite on the same the request is the same yeah i completely thanks for stepping in because i was like i'm not on the same page (laughs) (laughs) and like and and again i i I reiterate like chef i'm not remotely discrediting your feelings because i and I, and I can't, I can't feel what you're feeling because I've never been a non-sex worker in a relationship with a sex worker. And I'm, I have no doubt that comes with a lot of fucking challenges. Um, I've seen it in my own life. Um, so if I'm, if I'm talking more like on Steph's side, it's just because that's the only experience I have. So I, I'm not against you, Chef, I promise. <laughs> No, I get it. This is a great counseling session, guys. Right? <laughs> Thank you. I have, a, I have a new podcast going out, Counseling with Danica. Yeah, but I mean, and it is difficult, right? Like, sex work is the only industry where you're literally giving this part of yourself, which is... Uh, which histor- often is illusion. Exactly, yeah. or historically reserved for a partner. So mm-hmm. then when you start to share that, you know, it's either cheating or it's sex work. Like, those are the only two realms where you would share, or, you know, polyamory or anything like this, but those are really the only realms that you would share that part of yourself with. And so I think it does take some getting used to uh, be, being comfortable with that and understanding that it's it's just a job, you know, and, and why can't you uh, use your sexuality to, for, you know, to get ahead in life or to make money the same way that Shiv you do your intelligence or your engineering degree you know it's just part of who you are it's part of your skill set yeah and it's really hard for civilians to kind of understand that aspect and I can see that it's a little bit difficult for you to understand too even now but again great session guys (laughs) awesome No, it, and it's just it's a constant like learning thing, right? Like you, if they no one if they don't experience your experiences, you can't expect them to fully understand, right? One hundred percent, absolutely. 
Um, <laughs> so the next question, and it's like it kind of plays into this too, and what we're saying here is I often think like partners, the square partner in the relationship, that their anxiety about their partner's work is because they have not experienced it for themselves and they have seen how their partner conducts their and they and they have seen they haven't seen how their partner conducts their business. So I was wondering if for Chev, because you have seen how Steph conducts her business, like in action, does that help you feel or view her work a little differently? Um, I mean, to an extent, yes. But, um, I mean, we only had how many sessions did we have together? So it wasn't... I don't know, under 10. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah, under, 10. under 10. So, like, I haven't seen the whole picture of it, but... Um, you know what I did see, and you know I give her full, full credit and full respect for what she does. Um, but again, like I haven't seen, like we haven't had that many sessions together, so I can't really form a very general idea of uh, how I would feel about it. But from what I did see, like I respect her, and uh, I feel like she would, she wouldn't be like going out to try to hurt me or to try to cheat or anything like that. I do trust her in that sense. I remember when I used to give my square boyfriends like lap dances, right? Like in our off time, I I made the mistake of doing the dance I usually do, and he was like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "This is how you dance on guys." I was like, "Okay, so like take note for next time." So like next time I dance on a boyfriend, I definitely did like a more like PG thirteen version of my dancing. So like put their yeah, so put their mind at ease. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it goes both ways, right? Like sometimes you don't really want them to see how good you are at your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, a, I have a partner now as well, and I have thought about offering him a lap dance, but I think... Don't that, do it. No, I'm not going to, because I think his comfort is in the dissociation of my job for him as well. You know, like he knows I go to work, and he knows I make money, and I have my titties out, and then it come home. Like, yeah, 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 and that's all he needs to know. Yeah, a, a lot, like a lot of people, like I, my one of my most recent exes, he knew like very much about what I did, and he knew a lot about it, and we kind of had this rule where... Um, it was complete, like, um, I was completely open with him. It was more of a sense of, like, he could come to me and on the days that he was getting a little more anxiety, he could say, you know, what was your client like today or what did you guys do or what did he pay you or, or like, anything he needed to, like, ease his mind, and I would provide those answers for him. And on the days that he didn't want to ask, I didn't offer that information because I just respected that, yeah, for some, like, your partner, like, out of sight, out of mind is best, and that's the best way for them to cope with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I think it's a constant like learning thing of like what works for your personal relationship and and you individually, a hundred percent. Yeah, we have a don't ask, yeah. don't tell rule. Like if he doesn't want to know, then don't I don't tell me. him, and yeah. it, he doesn't ask me. But if you ask me, I give him the full truth. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah, um, that's important. Yeah, no, totally. Um, so, I mean, this is something we kind of, we wonder with all romantic relationships, uh, but particularly for you two, yeah. <laughs> but, but particularly for you two, um, if, relation, if the relationship doesn't work out, uh, do you think you could ever go back to how it was pre-romance? Would you go back to client, client sex worker relationship? Do you think that'd be a possibility? I haven't even thought about that, to be honest with you, because, uh, you know, so far it's been great. Um, I haven't thought about that at all, but I I don't know. I don't know how I would react to that. Um, definitely not in the short term, I wouldn't say, like if it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so far, like there's no signs that things are going wrong. Um, but, you know, that would be something that I would have to, um, you know, evaluate at that point in time. I, I haven't even thought about that. Mm. Yeah, like um, for me, again, Steph's like, I thought about this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and there's three ways this could go. <laughs> Pulls out a piece of paper. Um, <laughs> I've written this down. Point <laughs> my speech. <laughs> um, I mean, as easy as for me to turn on and off that like button of like okay this is transactional it would be really difficult for me to navigate something that was a past relationship so I don't think it would 
easy for me to go back to this particular client to where we were before it was something romantic, like before it was romantic. So uh, for me that, and like the way that I process things, it wouldn't be possible, unfortunately, just because like when I break up with someone or when we break up or whatever, I just need to cut everything off, generally speaking, unless we were together for a very short amount of time that it didn't mean really, didn't really mean anything or have an impact on my life, then it's fine. But as deep as we are now, I don't think we could ever go back. We can't reverse that button, personally mm-hmm. speaking. I do tend to agree with what she just said. I think it would be very, very, very difficult to go back. Yeah. And the way that you deal with your exes as you've confided in me, it's like you rip the band-aid off and you're pretty much done. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. 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 Once yeah. it's over, it's over. You know, you move on, you don't look in the back uh a rear view mirror I guess in a sense yeah. you just move on yeah <laughs> yeah I've, I don't I've, intend to do that with this one aww I um I've had partners that were never clients at first they were partners and then we broke up and they became clients <laughs> uh, really? I'm, get, I'm getting something out of this like we're you think you're gonna break my heart i'm gonna break your wallet like i'm gonna break the bank um but no um but i think i think for that transition to happen it was because like i was the one that ended it like i had already like emotionally healed and like moved on um, yeah, and he was so broken and bitter, he would do anything. He would take anything I'd offer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, there's been, like, a couple that have, like, become clients post-breakup. Um, but they weren't clients, <laughs> yeah, before, so. Wow. Yeah, but maybe I'm also just heartless. That's my new client telling me that. He's like, do you feel anything? I was like, I feel nothing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> hard bitch. Yeah, just a black heart. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah like nodding silently over here <laughs> Riley can attest to it um so obviously like everyone kind of wants advice from people that are going through something so what are some advice you guys have um for both clients and providers that want to move from a business relationship into a romantic based relationship um for me I would just say you know um for for the client I would say be honest be um just be yourself um be a good person you know don't lie don't try try to do everything right don't um you know don't don't fake things if uh, if you don't feel something don't like lead on the other person um and don't just say things um you know because it may get you a free session or whatnot just um just kind of like play it um how, how you feel like in your heart you know just roll with that wow um for me I'm more paranoid because I don't trust anyone um <laughs> so I would just tread lightly um always for me I always have my guard up but always try to find the true intentions of someone and by doing um to do that you'd really have to have to have some open lines of communication and just being true to what your intentions are from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I, <that's> <laughs> I love how the square, uh, the square part of you guys, Chev, was like, you know, follow your heart. And then the sex worker's <laughs> like, trust no one. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Now let me hit you with the real facts. <laughs> Tread lightly. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Screw them all. Um, I love it. The honesty. <laughs> um, all right. So before I let you guys go, um, in every interview, I ask three final questions. And perhaps one of you can go first and the next one follows um the first question being what is one thing on your sexual bucket list that you haven't tried but want to (laughs) see good good couple therapy guys let's open up these these lines of communication (laughs) (laughs) i had this conversation with someone earlier um but I really am interested in rope play or shibari, mm. so Japanese rope play. I'm really interested in um, pegging is also really, really, really high on my list. 
Oh my god, the look on your face. Is like, <laughs> I was like, just describe thinking, it for us. I was just thinking, like, I wonder how the chef is looking right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my personal bucket list, but um, yeah, I mean, like for me, I like being introduced to a lot of things, so it's not so much like, oh, I have a list of things that I need to check off my list, but like, um, I'm really open minded in terms of like, okay, like I am interested to this if you introduce it to me in a cool way so that's me <laughs> yeah well i'm definitely not interested in the whole pegging thing uh, God. <laughs> so <laughs> that's definitely not on my bucket list but um well you don't know unless you try it don't knock until you try it chef <laughs> Yeah, don't actually try it. I don't know if I want to try it. It's like three <laughs> against one right now. <laughs> Poor dude. Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I mean, for me, it's more um, just, you know, like, kind of, um, it's hard to tell, um, kind of more exploring the whole sensual and the sexual aspect of just, like, of, like a long-term relationship that I have with her, just, like, kind of seeing how things go and like um how to say how things develop how things develop and uh you know like i've kind of tried most most of the fetishes that i kind of have enjoyed in the past so there's from that aspect like i don't know if there's anything i would say like i will there's this thing that i want to try that i've never tried Mm -hmm. um but it's more just like building a relationship and just like seeing how things develop as you said um Mm -hmm. for me that is i think the most important thing Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not really answering your question but <laughs> it'll do <laughs> so uh, the next one's the opposite what is one thing that you've tried sexually that you wouldn't be doing again I don't know like for me I'm pretty open minded and I like a lot of things in general but it's more so with the people that I or the like partners I have that don't do things well or don't do things correctly. Um, <laughs> I was talking about this earlier, but just like choking when they're like on oh, the trachea, and I'm just like, no, 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 sir, no, 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 yeah, for me, I guess it's more related to the whole fetish scene. Um, like many years ago, um, I saw someone and uh, like they had their feet on my face and they were like kind of like putting a lot of pressure and it was like hurting like my eye. Oh. Um, <laughs> I ended up having oh it, that. That was definitely something that I did not enjoy, and I don't know if they knew what they were doing at the time. And yeah, uh, yeah and I had headaches for about a week after that. Oh so, my god, oh, Lord. Uh, yeah. So that is so definitely something that I uh, draw the line. Like, yeah. Every time yeah. after that I saw anybody else, I'm like, you know what? Like, do not go close to my eyes. I do not want to be, like, in pain for, like, a week with <laughs> constant headaches and, like, taking Tylenol and whatnot just to, like, get through the day. That's awful. Um, Jesus. But that was many years ago, and that's definitely something that I uh, tried once, and I don't ever want to try again. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and lastly... <laughs> If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? I'm sticking. (laughs) Okay, well, for me, obviously, I'm like, support your local sex worker. Sex workers work. (laughs) And go out and vote. Yeah, and go out and vote, y'all. If you don't want to, uh, I don't know when it's going to be aired, but, like, if you don't want to go in person, you can request for a mail-in vote, so do that. <laughs> Most political of my things. <laughs> yeah, if I can say, I would say just make sure you vote for Joe Biden. You definitely don't <laughs> want to get Trump in for another four years. Um, so <laughs> that's my message to the world. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Awesome. So I know, I know, Chev, you're uh, quite a private person, but Steph, you are not. So where can people find you? Yes, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, my podcast is probably the, where, where I'm most known, which is Strip by Sia. It's also a podcast for sex workers, for sex workers, and it's to destigmatize the industry. So go get a bit of listens on any podcast platform. Um, Twitter, Steph Sia, it's not private because of my job. Uh, my Instagram is Sia Steph. 
you can come find me and take classes with me at Tantra Fitness and Ava Fitness in New Westminster and in all locations across Lower Mainland. And yeah, just at me, DM me. I may or may not block you, but. (laughs) (laughs) The realist. (laughs) Awesome. And um, Riley, where can people find you? Uh, As usual, you can find me at Vansity Riley on Instagram. Awesome. And as always, find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. And you can find the DM, throw questions, comments, um, date and dump questions, um, pretty much anything on your mind. Just send them my way. And lastly, make sure to check out our amazing sponsors. So we have a Truly Lifestyle brand, which is an all-natural and cruelty-free skincare company that allows your skin to become its absolute best self. They just launched two new amazing products, a facial scrub and a powder exfoliant. So go check those out and use code TRULYPLUSATIP for 10% off your first online order. And we have Miss Envy Botanicals, and they're dedicated to producing 100% organic medicinal cannabis products available at upscale dispensaries nationwide. We have They have a variety of products ranging from topical skincare, culinary additives, and cannabis oil, as well as Phoenix Tears. All of their creations are produced with only the best organic non-GMO ingredients and infused with love. Use code DANNY10 for 10% off. That's D-A-N-I-1-0 for 10% off. Temptations Avenue Lingerie is a Canadian-owned lingerie brand with a variety of styles ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use our discount code TIP25 to get 25% off your entire order. That's TIP25 for 25% off. And lastly, for hair and skin products that work wonders, follow my girl at tiffany.valentina.bella on Instagram and message her Danny Hair to get your personal hair and skin consult and save up to 40% off your her amazing products. Thank you guys so much for joining us, Steph and Chev. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we are so happy that we got to pick your guys' brains and walk you through some therapy sessions. (laughs) (laughs) I will be sending my invoice. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for having us, and have a wonderful week. Happy hoeing.